Welcome to Positive Adoption, where you can find adoption, foster care, and trauma-informed parenting all in one place. I'm Kathleen Guire, your host, mother of seven, four through adoption, former National Parent of the Year, author, teacher, and speaker. But more than any of those things, I'm a parent just like you. I know what it's like to raise kiddos from hard places. I used to feel as if I were the only one struggling, and because I felt that way, I isolated myself. I don't want you to feel alone in your parenting journey, so grab a cup of coffee and join me for Positive Adoption, a coffee break podcast. Hi, Kathleen Guire here. This is week five of Homeschooling 101. So I'm going to start with my personal update. In the past four weeks, my personal update has been intertwined with the Homeschooling 101 community. And I am, I continue to be amazed at how encouraging all of you are towards each other. And I love that some people are taking their personal posts about their homeschool day and sharing them like Kirsten on on the page because we just need to support one another and say, hey, here's what my day looked like. These were the great parts and these were the low parts, but we're all doing the same thing, maybe in different ways but we can still encourage each other. And I just love that. I think that is so great. So if there's something that you want to share about your day in the Homeschooling 101 community, and if you're not part of it yet, then get on Facebook and find Homeschooling 101. You'll have to answer three simple questions to get into the group before you're approved, but it's no-brainers. They're easy. So we would love to have you. We're continuing to grow and we're considering just continuing this podcast because of the feedback we've gotten and just the listens that we're getting. There's so many people listening now and that's great. And we understand this is a difficult season, whether you're, you've been homeschooling for five years or 10 years or you're just starting out, it's still a difficult season. So when you're looking towards those experienced homeschoolers for advice, that's a great thing because they do have the experience. But at the same time, remember, you know, I talked about last week, we all still have these levels of stress we're dealing with because of everything that's going on. So yeah, we're all in this. No, I'm not going to say we're all in this together. Whoops, I said it because I don't think that's true. I think we are all doing the same thing and we can encourage each other, but we're also each responsible for our own life and for our children. So in the community update, what I wanted to share was just that, that we're getting so many people, new listeners, and it's it's amazing because of the community that it's building And the other podcast episode that's getting the most listens right now is What Do You Believe About Your Children? And I think that's a great one to go listen to if you're homeschooling because you're with them all day now. And 
So what you believe about your children, children are mirrors. So if you are feeling stressed and overwhelmed, and I completely understand that, got some personal things going on in my life with people's health in my family, you know, there's always still something going on. So we have these layers of, you know, there's the virus, there's the unrest in the country, and I'm not going to get political on you, I promise. But there's also, we have personal stuff that just keeps going on. You know, people are are getting sick and people are getting injured. You know, there's still things going on. So then we have that other layer. So I put out that article, Idealism versus Reality. We have a different reality right now. And we don't need to normalize it, but we need to accept that it's here and despite the circumstances still lean upon the Lord trust in the Lord with all of our heart and lean not on our own understanding and remember that God is in control okay so here are this week's questions number one when did you realize you were doing some things right in your homeschooling journey number two Share about a time when one of your kids got a concept, like they really got it, and how that child felt and how you felt. And then number three, share your favorite time of day and why. Okay, so I'll start with number one. When did you realize you were doing some things right in your homeschooling journey? I think it took me a while to realize that. I think it really started blossoming for my kindergartner the very first year of homeschooling because the curriculum that I purchased for her had a lot of singing and, for lack of a better word, chanting and learning that way and moving around and dancing. And she's very kinesthetic. So that was really good for her. She didn't have to keep sitting in the seat. So when she was learning her sounds, she was listening to this music and singing it. I was like, this is, you know, this is really good for her. And unfortunately for my oldest daughter, Audrey, it took a while longer because she was kind of stuck in, that's not the way my teacher did it because she had gone to school, to public school and then a Christian school. And I was still trying to figure out how she learned. And I did the self-paced workbooks the first year which were not a good fit for her at all. So I think it was more like the second year when her will calmed down a little bit and she realized that there was a lot more freedom and we switched curriculums and she got to read a lot more and write a lot more, which were two of her things that I was like, okay, I'm doing something right And when she calmed down from just telling me all the time, that's not the way my teacher used to do it. So if your kids are saying that's perfectly normal, it's they had this way of doing things whether they liked it or not. And they're going to have to learn a new way of doing things that may benefit them. But it's still, we all fight change. It's the truth. We just fight change. Even if the change is a good change, we still fight it. So... Let me move on to the second question. Share about a time when one of your kids got a concept and how 
he or she felt. Now, I could tell you so many stories about this, so many things, and it is so amazing to see your child get it, like they have that epiphany, that they have that moment of, oh my gosh, this is what you meant. This is how you do this. And I'm just going to share one little story about my youngest son, and it was kind of a shining victory for him. He struggled with reading for a while, and Audrey, my eldest, in her gap year after she graduated, because we didn't want her to go to college when she was 16, and she was finished with school, so she was homeschooling, helping homeschool the two youngest, and she did teach her child how to read in 100 easy lessons with my youngest. And it was still a struggle for him, but I can remember his one huge shining moment came a couple years later when we were reading through Pilgrim's Progress, and I had gotten this huge, beautiful book, but it was in the Old English, and we were reading it out loud, and my kids wanted to do it. They all wanted to take a turn, and my youngest, Rafael, was like, I want to turn, I want to turn. And I didn't want to give him a turn because I knew his struggle with reading and I didn't want him to be embarrassed and then regress. But I did give in and I gave him a turn and he read every word so beautifully. His siblings were amazed. I was amazed. And he kept getting compliments like, oh my gosh, I, you read those words those big words, it was so amazing. And it was just, it was just such a joy to see that. And then, of course, the next day when he was acting like, well, I can't read, Mom. Like, nope, nope, too bad. Heard you yesterday. You kind of blew it. You told us, you know, you showed us. But anyway, that was just, I still think about that all the time. Just what a victory that was for him to see his siblings smiling and being amazed and just seeing that joy on his face. It was just lighting up. It was just amazing. Okay, so moving on. Share your favorite time of day and why. Okay, this might be a little bit weird, but I don't know why my favorite time of day especially during all my homeschooling years, and even now, was three to four o'clock in the afternoon. And it was kind of like naps were over, kids were getting up, you weren't thinking about making dinner yet, you're kind of letting that just slide out of your brain. And there was that hour of three to four where it's just resting and reading and talking, maybe going outside and just not thinking about school unless there, you know, randomly there are some kid that had to still be working on something. I'm not saying it was every day, but most of the time that was just my favorite hour because I felt like the the bulk of the school day was behind me. The kids felt the same way and it was kind of like, just run around and play in the yard and play in the sandbox or take a walk or sit around and read or do a puzzle. It was just that hour. And to make myself, sometimes I had to, 
make myself just enjoy that hour instead of thinking, oh my goodness, there's this hour. I need to do something with it because at four o'clock, then I'm going to be thinking what's for dinner or did I get the laundry out or blah, blah, blah. And so it became a conscious effort and it still is for me today, even though I'm not homeschooling, is at three o'clock is just like, you know what, just take some deep breaths, just relax, just settle down in that moment. Now, I'm not saying that yours should be three o'clock. You need to choose your own and I don't know what your favorite time of day is, but I think it's something really good to think about. Do you have a favorite time of day? Do you have a time of day where you just really settle down in the moment? I think we should have more times during the day that we settle down in the moment. But to start with thinking about one, I think is great progress. So that's all of mine for today. And stay tuned for the other ladies. And thanks for joining me on Positive Adoption for Homeschool 101. Bye. Hello again, Lori here to answer this week's Homeschooling 101 questions. Today, the first one is, when did you realize you were doing some things right in your homeschooling journey? Um, well, I think that when it has nothing to do with education, in all honesty. I mean that my kids, I've watched them thrive in the things that they love to do. Um, and the fire in their eyes whenever it's something that they are really enjoying. But I think that I really realized that I was doing something right whenever I watched my kids, watched how they interacted with other people, watched their behavior um, compared to many of their peers. And I know you're not supposed to compare your kids with others. You get in trouble whenever you do that because... um, you know, comparison is the thief of joy. (laughs) Um, but I looked around, um, when we are in groups, um, and most of their peers are not homeschooled and I see their behaviors, the way they, um, react with each other, the competition, the jealousy, the biting, the, the nastiness, um, and I'm not sure where it's coming from, but there's a lot of it. And it feels like, and I, it seems like, like, I know we had that whenever we were kids too. Um, I was a, uh, unfortunately, um, a victim of a lot of bullying growing up, but I feel like now it is so intense. Um, and, um, I'm not sure why, but um, I, but I realized, um, that I was doing something wrong, right, um, in bringing my children home and me being their guide and more than just academics and things like, um, their moral compass and, um, their Christian walk with God and things like that whenever I watch them with other people, um, their gentleness, um, that they have towards others of different age groups. They're not, they're not mean people. (laughs) Um, their compassion that they have, 
the questions that they bring up. And a lot of times, um, adults don't like it whenever children question them. Um, but I think, I think of it as a learning opportunity. A lot of, a lot of grown adults bristle up whenever a child corrects them or questions them. Um, but I think it's a learning opportunity for both sides. Like maybe there was something, um, that you hadn't thought of or that you hadn't learned yet that, um, so yeah, I think that even though that's a little, you know, babbly, (laughs) I'm babbling a little bit here. Um, that's one way I realized I was doing something right, um, is watching their behaviors and their attitudes, um, especially when compared to those of their public school counterparts. And it's, you know, it's hard to say how to combat that whenever you have no choice but to public school. Um, so, you know, I can only, I only notice, you know, what I, what I notice in my children. And I think that keeping them home and raising them, um, has really set them apart. Um, it almost feels like, (laughs) uh, what do you call it? Um, cocky (laughs) whenever I say that I'm not really, I'm not trying to be, (laughs) um, so yeah, but those are some things that I notice, and I think that other people notice it in them too. My ch- my children talk like um, adults, and people notice they have full blown conversation with adults. Um, they have no problem interacting with anybody, um, and they know they have a they have a good thought process. They don't just um, take something at face value. They think things through, and they're like, "Well, maybe have you thought of it this way?" Like they they challenge things, which is not which is sometimes it's frustrating, but it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing to challenge the way someone's thinking about something. Um, and to, you know, just that, I just love all of that. I think that's, that's something that's helped me, um, in home or, you know, something that I've noticed, um, that homeschooling has done, that I've done something right. Um, share a time when one of your kids got a concept and how he or she felt and how you felt. So, um, this happened just recently. I mean, it's happened. There's been a lot of moments like that. Um, especially, um, with, uh, whenever you see a struggling learner, whenever they grasp it, you can see it click. But this happened with my daughter, who's not a, really a struggling learner, but she does struggle with math. And last year we started pre-algebra, and last year she was in seventh grade. <clears throat> and we're continuing pre-algebra this year because I would per, I would prefer her um, and all my kids to understand the concept and to work through it slowly than to just push through it and finish a curriculum in a year. If I have to break it up into two years, I will. I don't even care. <laughs> She's doing math. Um, but we started pre-algebra last year and she struggled like tears every day. Um, this year it's clicking and she's just soaring right through it. I mean, she still does not, she's not a fan of math and I don't think she ever will be. She's very artistic minded and that's where 
her thoughts go whenever she's left to her own devices. Math is not her, not something that she's ever going to love. Um, but I, I've seen it click this year and she is so excited about it. And so am I, um, like the pure joy that I feel whenever they finally understand something, um, it's just this, this high that (laughs) this natural high that you get, whatever, (laughs) whatever your kids are like, Oh, okay. You know, (laughs) um, and three, the favorite time of my favorite time of the day and why. So this has changed throughout, not just my homeschooling journey, but my parenting journey. Hold on. I have to take a drink of coffee. When they were younger, my favorite time of day was bedtime. And I would stay up late, even though I knew I had to get up early the next morning for them. I would stay up late just so I could have some quiet time to readjust and to recharge. I am very much an introvert. And that's not to say that I don't like to be around people. Don't. I, I like to be around people, well, people that I choose, not, you know, I'm not a fan of Walmart, you know, but I like to be around people and I like to spend time with people, <clears throat> but that depletes my, my energy source. So I need quiet time and alone time to unwind and recharge. Um, so, and, uh, and I love I love, love, love my children. I would, I would not be homeschooling if I did not want to be around my children constantly. I love to be around them, but mama needs a recharge time. And I think that in society, we, um, we, we think that's selfish and I don't understand that, that process, that thought process. It's not selfish to recharge yourself so that you're not just constantly running on E, um, when you're, I mean, you think about it, when your car runs out of gas, you don't just keep going in hopes that it it never stops. Eventually, it's going to stop. You have to fill up the gas tank or it's going to stop and you can't go anywhere. And it's the same way whenever you don't, whenever you don't intentionally recharge yourself and not feel selfish for it. Um, so whenever I was, the kids were younger and they would, and after bedtime routine, especially after bedtime routine, because bedtime routine is exhausting, but that we would, um, well, exhausting for me. It's not exhausting for everyone, but it was always exhausting for me. I would stay up late and watch a show without being interrupted or read a book without being interrupted or just doing something without being interrupted, um, or taking a bubble bath, something like that. Now that my kids are older, they're teenagers and young adults and they sleep in and basically do their own thing in the morning. Like they, they like a good, quiet, easy wake up time. Just like I do. Um, they just get up a little bit later than I do. I get up, I set my alarm and get up intentionally early. Um, so that I can have quiet time. I can read my Bible. I would say I'd go on social media, which I do check my social media, but I don't linger there because that just, um, that just skyrocks my anxiety nowadays but (laughs) so I try to avoid that. Um, but, um, I start my day with the quiet now 
and it recharges me for my day and gets me ready. Um, but then on, on, in another, another thing is, um, now that my kids are teens, a lot of their work is self-taught, self-learned, self, like I'm there and I'm available, but I'm really just hanging out waiting for them to need me. So (laughs) it's a little bit of a shift that I'm working through right now. Um, so yeah, when my quiet time is my favorite time of the day because I need a recharge. And it's not selfish to need that recharge. Like I said, you can't expect a car that is on empty to keep running on empty. Eventually, it's going to stop. You have to refuel it the same way with ourselves. And it's not selfish to refuel it. We don't look at the car and think, oh, you're so selfish. You need gasoline. How dare you? No, because <laughs> that's stupid. <laughs> so it's it's not any any less ridiculous to think that of ourselves. So, um, yeah, my favorite, that's my favorite time of the day. Hopefully some of this made sense and I did not babble too much. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, hopefully you glean a little off of all of us. Bye. Thanks for listening to positive adoption. Make sure you subscribe to KathleenGuire.com to receive your gift of five things, a tiny handbook for foster and adoptive families, and receive a monthly newsletter, plus updates when new books or courses are released. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Podomatic, Spotify, or YouTube, and leave a review so other listeners can find positive adoption and know the value of the show. You're also welcome to send me an email to positiveadoption at gmail.com. Follow me on social media. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Kathleen Guire. Thanks for being part of the Positive Adoption Community.